Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Fox 2 presents Hancock and Kelly. Good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2, where we take on the top issues of the week. On the right, in for John Hancock is Gene Evans this morning. Good morning, Gene. Good morning. Thank you for being here. On the left, it's Michael Kelly. Hey, good morning, everybody. And I'm Andy Banker. On the agenda, extreme danger at the St. Louis City Jail again as inmates beat a guard and hold him hostage. We also have much to discuss about former President Donald Trump and his new mugshot as he surrenders on criminal charges in Georgia. President Biden visits Hawaii after fires, fires kill at least 115 people. His comments there certainly missed the mark. And our quote of the week is from Russian President Vladimir Putin after the mysterious death of his rival, mercenary leader Yevgeny Prigozhin. Also, St. Louis's mayor takes on state Republicans over gun control, and the city is paying thousands to help figure out how to spend millions from the NFL settlement. But we begin with the dangerous dysfunction at the St. Louis City Jail. Inmates beat a guard and held him hostage for a couple of hours. Inmates have repeatedly escaped their cells in the jail, broken windows, and set fires in recent years. Still, the head of the jail says things are actually going pretty well. We did a whole bunch of small things that have helped us. And if you notice, for record, it has been over a couple years since anything has occurred here. The tactical response team rescued the injured guard and put down the revolt. True, the escapes and fires happened two years ago in 2021. The city spent more than $7 million on security upgrades. However, the commissioner's comment seems to ignore the mysterious death of the 32-year-old inmate days before the hostage situation and repeated claims from a jail oversight board that the jail remains an overcrowded, understaffed powder keg. How do you see it, Michael Kelly? understaffed, overworked powder keg. It's a great description. The mayor of the city of St. Louis, when she ran for mayor, Andy, she said, look, that this was one of her top agenda items, that she wanted to reform our criminal justice system, get the jail fixed in the city of St. Louis. In fact, they even closed the workhouse saying that it had inhumane treatments. The chief of staff to the president of the Board of Aldermen, the president of the Board of Aldermen, the mayor would go out and protest and, and riot in front of the city jail saying these are un, you know, inhumane conditions. Now this continues to go on and there's crickets that's coming from these same people. Was this just something they were using as a political tool? Do they not really believe in all the good-natured things they talked about? It's just frustrating to continue to watch this city and the people who lead it use rhetoric but not put it into action. Do you have confidence that this jail commissioner and the mayor who hired her have the jail on the right track right now? Well, I think that she ran on transparency and she needs to be more transparent. There, there just is not enough oversight here. Secondly, I think something people need to consider is that most of the inmates here haven't even had been held, found guilty yet. They are still awaiting trials. So this is, in my opinion, cruel and unusual punishment. It needs to be addressed. There needs to be more transparency and it needs to be fixed. 
It's been two years. Yeah, a 32-year-old inmate died just days before the hostage was taken. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen is spending nearly $10,000 to help it figure out how to spend more than a quarter of a billion dollars from the NFL settlement. In 2016, the St. Louis Rams moved back to Los Angeles. Two years ago, the NFL settled St. Louis's lawsuit over the move for $790 million, with Rams owner Stan Kroenke paying most of that. The city is now paying a Belgian company to host an online platform to take ideas from the public for the next year on how to spend the city share of the settlement, which is more than $250 million. Michael, is this another sign of the dysfunction of city government? Are people making too much of this? Is it a good idea? Do we need somebody to facilitate this? The, these are not serious people, is what this comes down to, Andy. Um, there's hundreds of millions of dollars sitting there in the city of St. Louis, and what are they going to do? They're going to do the thing we always do. Let's have a study. Maybe we could look back at what we used to do during the World's Fair. I mean, come on, let's move forward. Really? They don't know how to spend this money? I guess they don't see the roads. They're probably wondering why they don't have police officers. What, what, and now we're going to pay some out-of-the-country consultant to come in here and get money? Well, that's St. Louis made, isn't it? This is just a disaster. These are not serious people. What do you think, Gene? Couldn't this be a smart approach? To have somebody take all the input from the public and help refine the... Right, no, it's not a smart approach, especially asking the Bel a Belgian company. There are plenty of companies right here. They, I'm sure there are a lot of citizens who say, I could have told you for free what you need to do here. Start by fixing the roads, putting up real stop signs instead of cardboard ones, and fixing the jail, hiring more police. There's a laundry list of things that need to be done, and they don't need somebody from another country halfway around the world to tell them how to do it. Well, after St. Louis Alderman took the lead on the issue of gun control, St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones tries to take it back. Jones held a news conference announcing her proposal to ban what she called so-called military-grade rapid-fire guns, commonly referred to as AKs and ARs. Missouri's Republican governor and attorney general both point out that such a ban would be illegal under state law. St. Louis Alderwoman Kara Spencer, who is likely to run against Jones again in the mayor's race next year, recently pushed through a new ordinance requiring permits to openly carry guns in the city. Just yesterday, a white racist in his 20s murdered three black people at a Dollar General store in Jacksonville, Florida, with an AR-15 style rifle. Michael, we already know that such a ban that the mayor's proposing is not allowed under state law in Missouri. Where do you think this is going? Good for the mayor, though. This is something that we should do. Let's force the issue. Let's force Jefferson City to actually have a common sense conversation. Rather than wasting their time on transgender or whatever they're up to down there in Jefferson City, maybe they can spend some time focused on what's killing our kids literally, which are these guns. The mayor has completely changed her rhetoric, thankfully, and saying that maybe these gun bans will work. I'm grateful that she did it. I think she's setting up a huge legal challenge and hopefully a watershed moment in Missouri where we're going to start to say to our legislators, it's time for common sense gun reform. She beating her head against the wall in Missouri? Yeah, this is this going nowhere. Yeah, it's unconstitutional, and until the mayor takes crime seriously in the city, the state is not going to even look at any of this. The, 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 State legislator feels like the, the mayor is not taking responsibility for things that she can control and trying to blame them on guns when she needs to, to address the crime that's happening every day in St. Louis. But what's wrong with banning this type of weapon? You know, the rapid fire assault rifle style guns. Isn't there room for that? 
I don't think it's going to make a difference. I mean, they're not enforcing the laws that they have. If you're a criminal and you're carrying a gun, that's a crime. There's no one there to enforce it, which is the response she's going to get from the state legislature. Well, just, it, I mean, there's no purpose of these military West style weapons to be in the hands of private citizens other than to kill a lots of human beings in a short period of time. You don't hunt deer or bird or any of this stuff with this nonsense. But, it's common sense that we would ban these military style weapons. But people are afraid. And they, they are afraid because the police aren't there to protect them. So they're not going to cater to having their guns taken away if the police aren't going to be there so, to protect so, them. So the logic here is because the, the, they're lacking policing, we should go ahead and have these military-style weapons? Come on, Gene, that's insane. Self we need common sense reform. And I know common sense is not a word that works in the city of St. Louis or in Jefferson City, unfortunately. Taking guns away from law-abiding citizens is not going to do anything to prevent crime. Can a push from a city change the state of things yeah in the state i of think it's going to force the conversation and let's not forget this is a state that typically goes against what jefferson city wants whether it be on medicaid expansion minimum wage uh legalization of pot right to work when they come through with these are you know draconian type ideas it's the people who push back hopefully this will set that set that conversation up well earlier this year a st louis university yougov poll showed broad support for gun control measures like criminal and mental health background checks, red flag laws, and waiting periods for gun purchases in Missouri, but not banning certain types of guns. And there's a new slew YouGov poll that's just been released, and in it, 52% of Missouri voters, a lot of interesting stuff here on the screen, 52% of Missouri voters favor Donald Trump in the Republican presidential race. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is a very distant second with 17%. On the hot button trans issues, 73% opposed transgender surgery for minors, with only 14% in favor. A large majority also opposes trans medications like pu puberty blockers and trans athletes in youth sports. New state laws in line with that polling take effect this week. However, 54% a majority oppose banning books about transgender youth. 33% favored a ban on that. A majority also favors discussion about gender identity starting in high school, though, not before. Gene, what does all this tell us about where Missouri voters are in 2023? Well, unlike what my friend here, Michael, has said, I think that it shows that the legislature is very much in step with the majority of Missourians, particularly when it comes to the transgender and the trans sports issues. Those are things that the legislature took up, passed, and go into effect, I believe it is tomorrow, on Monday. Right. So I think the legislature is more in step with the people who sent them there than maybe some of us pundits would like to believe. You see anything troubling or reassuring in those numbers? Well, what I see is short 20 years ago, Missouri was a state that matters. It was a toss-up state. We are clearly, firmly, 100% red state. Donald Trump's not this high in almost any other state out there. We're at Mississippi and Alabama again. Way to go, Missouri. Uh, as it relates to the transgender thing, I'm not surprised by it. We had a six-month session. There's six kids in the state of Missouri who fouled under this transgender thing. We spent more than half of our time in the Missouri legislature dealing with that issue. It's been forced down our throats. It's been resolved. These poor families now find themselves in such a horrible place in these types of moments. Maybe the legislature will get focused on something else, but I'm sure now what they'll do is just go ban history books or some other ridiculous idea. Up next on Hancock and Kelly, winners and losers from the first Republican presidential debate and the mugshot. Former President Donald Trump arrested, booked, but gaining momentum?
more, listen to the podcast. Just search for Hancock and Kelly. Former President Donald Trump was quickly in and out of the Fulton County Jail in Georgia, about 20 minutes tops, on charges that he conspired to overturn that state's 2020 election results. Here's Mr. Trump shortly after his release. You should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election, and I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. Here's his mugshot, his first, though he now faces charges in four criminal cases. It was quite the spectacle as a police escort ushered him to and from the jail. Gina's campaign is using his mugshot to raise money. I saw something, I think yesterday, that they raised $7 million uh, just in the first couple of days after his arrest and release. I mean, they're selling mugshot coffee mugs, T-shirts, et cetera. Is Donald Trump in trouble here or not? Well, I think that this is not going to hurt him with his base, but I do think it hurts him in the primary. I, I, in general, I think he's probably still going to win that primary, but this is taking away his time, attention, and resources from the campaign. And there are a lot of people who, for which it's just too much. It's just the piling on. And as we see more debates and as they get introduced to different candidates, there is going to be an opportunity for someone else to step up. Can they do it? I don't know. Trump is still very popular with enough people that he could still win this and be the nominee for the Republicans. Is there a growing Trump sympathy as these piles, these charges pile up? I think there's a growing Trump delusion out there. That's existed for quite some time. It really doesn't matter. I have to tell you guys, this is exhausting, isn't it? I mean, we're dealing with Donald Trump all the time. First of all, we all know he did all this stuff. Whether or not they can prove it legally, even the people who are out there supporting him know that he was out there making these calls, threatening people, etc. So now we're going to wait to see if it's proven legally. I think Gene's 100% right. I think it may help him in the short term. Uh, but in the long term, I don't see a pathway for him winning the general election with all of this going on out there. And as Chris Christie said, which I know is not a popular person with the Republicans, this is not behavior we should normalize. We have a president of the United States who's been indicted four times, and none of us question whether or not he did this. Well, we'll see if some of these other candidates can chisel away at his big lead in the polls. They got their first shot at it in the past week. Mr. Trump skipped the first presidential debate that featured eight candidates and a lot of barbs being thrown at up-and-coming candidate, businessman Vivek Ramaswamy. Joe Biden has weakened this country at home and abroad. Now is not the time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. We don't need to bring in people without experience. We're just going to have some fun tonight. And the reality is, you have a bunch of people, professional politicians, super PAC puppets, following slogans handed over to them by their 400-page super PACs last week. The real choice we face in this primary is this. Do you want a super PAC puppet? Or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? Do you want incremental reform, which is what you're hearing about, or do you want revolution? The last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, what's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama, and I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur standing on stage tonight. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley also ripped Ramaswamy over his call for ending aid to Ukraine as that country continues to fight off the Russian invasion. Michael, give me your win or lose or go home among the eight candidates from this oh, week. Well, from reaction, I'm hearing Ramaswamy won, but I don't see it. I thought he had the worst night 
uh, and really showed himself to be unintelligent on most of the issues, really just being a soundbite guy. <laughs> Sounds like the former president. So maybe that's what sells inside the Republican Party. Nikki Haley killed it. Chris Christie killed it. Mike Pence was fine. He's running to go nowhere. Uh, you know, low energy uh, Ron DeSantis. It's just, it's not going to happen. Uh, but I think Nikki Haley is putting herself in a position, hopefully to be that alternative on electability. But more than likely, Donald Trump's going to be our nominee, and these are just good theater for all of us who want to watch TV and watch these people argue with each other. Win, lose, go home, Gene. I thought Nikki Haley had a great night. I do agree with you there. She's especially appealing to women. Uh, DeSantis actually had a good night. You have to remember that the audience for these guys are caucus members. The average age of a caucus member is closer to our age than it is to Ramaswamy's age. Uh, I, I find uh, Vivek Ramaswamy to be grating, and I think a lot of folks like me who would caucus won't vote for him. But he could, you know, sell toothpaste or something like that based on the shininess of his teeth, which for me was a little bit distracting. Maybe he ought to get into the pillow business. That's big over there, too, isn't it? <laughs> He's got a set of choppers, doesn't he? Isn't that funny? That's what you think when you watch it. <laughs> Still to come on Hancock and Kelly, our quote of the week is from Vladimir Putin. Also, President Biden tries to show compassion for victims of the tragic fires in Hawaii, but that sort of goes awry. After deadly fires ravaged the Hawaiian island of Maui, President Biden paid a visit. He tried to show empathy for the victims, but it didn't work. We have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. And lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, <laughs> and my cat. The president has mentioned the same story over the past decade. The fire was contained to the kitchen of his home and hardly comparable to the devastation in Hawaii that has killed at least 115 and destroyed scores of homes and businesses with hundreds of people still missing. Michael, are people making too much or too little of this? Well, Donald Trump seems to be telling the same story over and over again, so I don't know that they're much different. Look, this isn't good. Doesn't look good. It's obvious that the president's dealing with some stuff. Uh, I mean, age is catching up with him, and I think this is one of the consequences of it. But he's running for president. He's going to get reelected. Aren't his heart and policies in the right place, no matter about that gaffe or his misplaced story? No, he's so out of touch with, with normal people. Like, this totally flies in the face of him being Mr. Empathy. He's saying he almost lost his 67 Corvette to people who lost everything. Family members, homes, schools, churches. This is disgraceful. And hopefully he's not re-elected president because he is, he's an embarrassment. Two months after threatening a coup against Russian President Vladimir Putin, the leader of a ruthless mercenary group is dead. A private jet went down outside of Moscow with the leader of the Wagner mercenary group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, reportedly among the 10 people on board. There were no survivors. Intelligence sources believe Putin was behind the crash. In June, Prigozhin blasted Russian leadership for its handling of the Ukraine invasion and he led a column of soldiers in a march on Moscow, but then called it off. Our quote of the week is from Putin, who said, I would like to, above all, express words of the most sincere condolences. Prigozhin was a man of difficult fate, and he made serious mistakes in life. Gene, what's the takeaway here, especially in terms of U.S. support for Ukraine? 
as we move on? Well, I think this further shows that Putin is completely heartless, and it, it, this guy was supposed to be one of his closest friends, but as they say, if you shoot at the king, you best not miss, and this guy will kill everyone or everything that gets in his way. Does this reinforce the case for U.S. involvement in Ukraine in terms of aid, not Well, I, I think even Ray Charles saw this one coming after he had the failed uh, coup attempt. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we're all behind Ukraine. Hopefully that will prevail on side the Republican side as well. But uh, when two bad guys want to fight with each other, you hope they both hit each other. Final thoughts are next. First, Bomberito.com drone fox over the Grand Avenue water tower, a landmark in my dad's old neighborhood. Quick final thoughts, Gene. Did you know that you can help a low-income or special-needs student in St. Louis and it won't cost you a dime? The state of Missouri offers 100% tax credit if you would like to donate the Most Scholars program and help a student go to the school of their dreams. Just check it out on the Missouri Treasurer's website. Nice. Michael? Gene, thank you for being here today. You look great. Love your hair. Hancock is jealous. Last night I went to my 30th <laughs> high school reunion, the Duchenne Pioneers, 1993 class. Peace. Nice. That'll do it for us. Fox News Sunday is next. Remember, if it's Sunday in St. Louis, it's Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2. We'll see you next week.